Tackling your business's finance to-dos can be daunting enough without being slowed down by QuickBooks. More like slow books. NetSuite by Oracle is the number one financial system, no matter how big your business grows. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, e-commerce, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow. All in one place. Special financing is back. NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program only for those ready to switch today. Head to NetSuite.com slash C-Suite right now. That's NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. This is the Profitology Podcast, episode number two, with Kelly Ellis, celebrity interior designer, brand ambassador, artist, HGTV and Design Network host, and author of Do I Look Skinny in This House? Welcome to the Profitology Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly O'Neill. Profitpreneurs are rewriting the rules for entrepreneurial business success in how they operate and scale their businesses, make more money, and design their businesses to give them more unplugged time in the process. Each week, join me for insightful and candid interviews with the most brilliant business minds, celebrity influencers, and fellow profitpreneurs who are disrupting the status quo and are going to leave you inspired to rewrite the rules in your own business. Let's get started. So first of all, thank you all for the reviews that you're posting on iTunes of our brand new show. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate it. It's how we're reaching the entrepreneurs around the world who are really ready to create a profitable business on their terms and get their lives back. And they need a new paradigm for building businesses that goes beyond the hustle and grind, crush it, kill it stuff that's out there. So please, it's a public service and thank you. And if you like what we're up to, write us a review. Even a few words makes a huge difference. And I'd also love to know how we impacted you. Now, this podcast has been in the works for over a year to make sure we're bringing you a program that is going to make an impactful difference in your business. And I've selected each and every guest very thoughtfully. And today I'm thrilled to have Kelly Ellis as our very first guest. Kelly is a brilliant example of creating a business and life on your terms. And she's going to share with you today her insights about how she not only accomplished that, but also aligned her entire business around what she's most genius at and loves doing the most, which is harnessing the power of the media to get paid very well for being creative. So not only is Kelly a client of mine, but she is also one of my dearest friends in the world. And I've had the pleasure of watching her business world and life evolve through this implementation of the profitology process in her business. So how many of you would like to know how to be compensated extremely generously for doing work in the world that doesn't even feel like work and have the media do all of your marketing for you? Get ready, you guys, because this is gonna be a really eye-opening conversation with Kelly Ellis. All right, everyone. I want to welcome Kelly Ellis to the show. Kelly, I'm so excited you're here with us today. I am so excited. Thank you for letting me be the first one. I would not have had it any other way, girlfriend, any other way. So Kelly and I have known each other. I mean, where did we actually meet? We've known each other for years. Hell, I saw you speak in Los Angeles um, years ago. I think, oh, I think it was like 2009, like 10 years ago. Yes. I was blown away. It was. And, 
I think it was at my marketing to millionaires conference. Yes. Yes. And so Kelly and I started talking afterwards and she kind of said, I love what you're up to. And I said, tell me about what you're up to. And I said, oh my God, I love what you're up to. And then we're like, not only do we love what you, what, you know, we're each other up to, but we're like, we kind of just love each other. (laughs) And we started a friendship. Yes. It was awesome. And it's been so fun to watch you evolve throughout the year. So why don't you tell everyone just, you know, a little bit about your background and how you went from law to mom to media mogul. Those are the steps. Okay. It's, it's a crazy path, but one I do like to share because um, it, it does mean a lot, I think, to a lot of people who are thinking about changing tack or trying to find their passion, right? And I love what you're doing, zoning in on that, I have to say. So I have a marketing background. That's what I went to school for. Um, I was always very, very creative, like dumb creative, you know, drawing and art and painting and all that kind of stuff. But being an only child of a judge and the mayor's daughter, um, I was very much put in the limelight. Um, I thought I was the princess of our city, swear. You ask me to this day, I'm pretty sure that's why I'm obsessed with like royals and 16th century television. But um, yeah, I thought I was the princess and I've just learned diplomacy and how to be on stage and all that stuff. But I also was told I'm going to be a lawyer because that's what my dad loved, right? So it's just, that's what I was going to go and do. And you can paint and draw and when you retire, that's what I heard, <clears throat> which was very upsetting to me, but okay. So fast forward, I did it. Um, I graduated, then I went to law school. I hate it every day. <laughs> I truly had to drag myself in. I mean, there's, let me, let me, let me be clear. Like I, I had some classes I really, really did enjoy. And I, I didn't hate the things I was learning. I hated the idea, the thought of getting paid to fight. It's just not who I am. And it's, that's what you are. That's your job. Like you've got to love it. You want to be, you know, seek justice at every moment. And that's what you do. You get paid to fight. And that thought just made my skin crawl. Um, so a year and a half in, I dropped out of school, um, you know, tears and all, upset about it, worried about upsetting my parents, you know, because I do love them. And my dad was wonderful. My mom reminded me for a good solid year after. <laughs> and I'm sure she did. <laughs> she did. Oh, yes, she did. Um, until I handed them two babies. So I met my um, husband, who was from Australia probably while I was in law school, but probably towards the end of my law school career, he moved to America for me. And there we were. Um, Fast forward six months, you know, hey, I got to leave or, you know, we get on with life. And that's exactly what we did. And then very, very quickly, I was pregnant with Sophia. And then three months later, pregnant with Alexa. So I now have a 23 and 24 year old, um, the loves of my life. And it's just been a crazy ride. So I started my career, Cal, on television. And I'll show you how that loop happened. Because everybody's like, how the hell did you go from, you know, mom with three babies on your, on your chest to, to TV? And-, well, and, and before you do that, I, just, I think this happens to so many people out there is, you know, our first career or maybe even the career that you're in now, it was, is that a career of your choosing? You know, is your business a business of your choosing that's aligned around your passion and your strengths and the things that make you come alive? Or is it something that someone told you you should be doing, whether it be an authority figure like, you know, a parent or grandparents or whether it be, 
you know, a mentor who said, well, this is just how you should build your business. Oh no. Well, how about in school when you took a test and they were like, oh, this is what you're good at. Really? Cause I'm 17 and I have no idea how to take this stupid test. And now I'm going to have an aptitude for whatever, you know, just very, very arbitrary. And it was, you know, I, I think you're right. People make a lot of choices. Like I, I actually went to law school with people who were doctors and all kinds of things because they wanted to be there as they were older, right? They had made the decision later in life to switch careers, which I think is fantastic. But a lot of people are really afraid. I, I speak a lot, Cal, I go to a lot of conventions and a lot of trade shows and, and, and speak a lot about this topic. And I can't tell you how many people come up to me and go, oh, I want to be a designer. I just, you know, I'm, I'm afraid. I, it's so creative and wonderful. And that's really who I am. I want to leave what XYZ job, you know, to your point. And that's because people are, they are, they're struggling to find that thing that they're super excited. You forget you're working kind of thing that they're excited about. That's what you want, right? Love what you do and you'll be successful kind of thing. And there, it's like a pipe dream for some people. And for some people, they're, they're really afraid to take the leap. So, you know, that's, and for you guys listening at home, if you haven't already taken the, the profitpreneur assessment, Kelly is a typical innovator profitpreneur, which means that she is all about creating and changing the world, right? It is all about innovating, creating, moving ideas and concepts forward. They always have tons of ideas, so many just brilliant, you know, like I bet you Steve Jobs was an innovator right? These are the people that, that make the world move forward through creation. And typically lawyers are gatekeepers, which is literally the opposite spectrum <laughs> of what an innovator is. They're the ones who like to assess risk and like order and to keep things on, on time and on track and make sure that all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed, which is literally like the yeah. polar opposite. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was, it felt, it felt like a polar opposite, like pulling me, you know, I was trying to go one way, but actually walking through the door. It was all right. Perfect. So how did you make the leap into the media world? Well, it's a crazy leap, but you know, I have to say this, you always got to put your feelers out, right? Um, I have to say that the best networking and the best things that have ever happened to me is because I just vocalized what I wanted. Right. And so my best friend in law school, when she was a theater major and she wanted to be an agent after she got out of school. So we were thick as thieves, studied together, everything. And of course I told her, I'm like, you know, this is not my passion. I really, I really want to um, do things in the media. Now I had been in stage and did a lot of plays and I love, I love it. Love acting, love any of that. Anything on, in, you know, talking on stage in camera, that's me, right? So I told her that and then fast forward, I drop out, have children, she graduates, becomes a voiceover agent, and she sends me what's called a breakdown. And a breakdown is what the networks will send to the agents saying, hey, we're looking for talent for XYZ show. And she sent me that, and I was like, are you crazy? I have two small children. How am I going to do that? You know, How am I possibly going to do a TV show in Los Angeles? And I was living in Orange County, which is about... 40 miles away, but two hour drive. So nice traffic. At least. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just be real. I can see it, but can't get there. And uh, uh, I did it. I was like, you know what? Yeah, this is something I have to do. I, I can tell, I can feel it. Why not? You know, it can't hurt. And I got it. 
and the show was called Clean Sweep on TLC. I yeah. love yeah. that show. <laughs> well, I cool. want them to make a remix of that me show. Too. Me too. Yeah, me too. That would be That's so like cool. the original Marie Kondo, but just a, a little bit different. Oh, it, it, yeah, totally. Yes, yes, yes. But it's, yes, 1,000% was, you know, $2,000, two days, $2,000, um, you know, two rooms. And that was our little mantra. And, and it was so much fun. And that, I was trial by fire. Like, I learned so much. You know, we did over 100 episodes, traveled with the show. And I was, that was it. I was hooked. I had the bug. And then I had to come off of that show when we were done with it, you know, sadly, show ended and we were done with it. And it was like, okay, now I have to go and be a designer because <laughs> this is what I really want to do, you know? So I had to kind of work in reverse and, and figure out how to build my business and then how I would get back on television, which I did. And so what year did you actually open up your design firm? I actually opened my design firm in 99. So okay. January of 99. And, you know, scary as it was. And then I did some design jobs, small, you know, kind of working up. And when you're young, it's tough because people look at you like, oh, you don't know how to do anything but Ikea, right? <laughs> I mean, that's what they think. And I did go to design school afterwards. You know, I went back to the Interior Design Institute, went there and thought, okay, I'm going to go put some labels and terms to things I already know, you know, I'll do this. And um, yeah, I hung my sign in 1999. And that was, that was the beginning of all of it. And then quickly after that, the show popped up. So, oh, so you did TL, which show? Did you do TLC before or after you opened your business? I did the show after I opened my business, but really had to, um, to learn parlaying, which is a whole other topic, but that's what we're going to, that was probably my biggest, biggest mistake in business, but I'll let you get there. <laughs> okay, perfect. All right. So, all right. So you started this, when you had the show, how did that impact your business? I couldn't do my business. That's why it, it was all 100% focused. I felt like I was starting over after I finished the show because I was doing two episodes a week in Los Angeles. I, I called, you know, I had a, I called her my wife, Jenny. Um, I had a, a nanny because fast forward, I had been divorced by this point. So I was working very hard um, with two little kids, you know, in all day kindergarten, you know, trying to juggle two episodes a week in Los Angeles which is a eight, you know, four hour a day drive. And it was tough. It was really tough, but I was so passionate about it. And I just knew that it would, would benefit all of us one day. And it did, but you know, it was a gamble. I had to follow my heart. So fast forwarding a little bit, just yeah. so that we, you know, can track the time. So you, you did the show, you started your, your business, you put it aside, then you had to redo your business. And you obviously work with, well, not obviously people may not know this. You work with a lot of celebrity clientele. They do. Did you start off doing that or did you kind of work your way into that? Oh, I had to work my way into that. Yeah, for sure. Um, it, that, you know, everybody's like, Oh, I'll just have some celebrity clients and everything's going to be fantastic. And it, of course it helps immensely. Um, but making the connections, you know, making it right. Usually people have to pay for something like that in order to get in front of celebrities. There's a lot of work. Um, being in Los Angeles does not hurt. Um, you know, it definitely helps to be in LA and in that crowd, right? And running around. Because when I was doing Clean Sweep, I was exposed and I had a lot of access to some great celebrities. You know, we're going to go to have dinner with David Spade and his friend, you know, Nick Schwartz. And okay, you know, really fun, great, 
introductions left and right. So again, you know, being able to parlay those things back then, I just, I, that, that's what I didn't know was how to really use the connections at that point in my career. Okay. So you're, you're moving forward. Your business is growing. How did you start parlaying that? And this is, this is before the dun, 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 the allergy that changed everything, which we're going to get to in a minute. But how did you start parlaying that media into working for your business and into other media opportunities? Because you've actually not done a lot of marketing to get media. The media has really come after you. Well, again, sort of putting my feelers out and saying, hey, you know, to the producers who I got along with famously, um, you know, let me know if there's anything that comes up, right? And in the meantime, I'm back in Orange County going, okay, I need, I need actual footage. I need, you know, why did I not do X, Y, Z, right? While I was on the show, because you're only as good as you are in front of that screen, right? It, it used to be that, you know, the show was on and it was off. This is before DVRs, everyone. This is before we could record things, okay? And I used to get like VHH tips. Like that's how old we're talking, right? So, I, you know, you could have the tape, but then what are you going to do with it, right? It wasn't, it wasn't the digital age that we have today. So I was, you know, kind of upset with myself that I didn't have recordings. Why do I not have these things? I do now. But um, at the time, I was like, wow, I really wasted all that time. I could have, I could have moved it into something else because I always wondered early on how do these designers have lines of furniture how do they have their names on things that's what I want right I want that that ongoing so I don't have to be on tv all the time I want to have stuff so that I'm selling and I'm I can make money and I can be home with my kids and you know the ultimate thing how you juggle all that right and I, I want to point out two key distinctions that I'm hearing from you. Number one, and, and this comes up a lot, especially when I'm consulting with people on setting up their businesses, there's a difference between wanting to do something and it being in your zone of genius. Right. So right. not only does Kelly want to do the on-camera work and the work she does, it is 1,000% in her zone of genius. She is a natural at it. It's naturally what she does well. If you, you know, if you're not catching this from this interview, if you go watch any footage, or she and I even did a show together, if you watch, she is natural at it. So it's easy and effortless, right? Which, which are the two things that really, in the profitology process, we, we look to align. Is it in your natural zone of genius and do you enjoy it? And the second thing that, that you said was you started to look at the big picture. And I think that this is a mistake that I see, see entrepreneurs making. They're like, I need to be on media. Um, and sometimes it becomes like, I need to be on media because I need to be able to put the ABC and NBC at the bottom of the thing. Okay. That was not your come from. Your come from was this media is a tool right. for me to, it's a vehicle and an avenue for me to get to my bigger picture goals, yes. which is, you wanted licensing deals. Yes. Because I knew that that would be the thing that I would allow me to, you know, do the other things I want to do, travel, be with my kids, et cetera. Right. So, and I just thought that was really cool because it's a creative again. Right. But you get, it's, it has, it's more ongoing. It's got more evergreen than it was more evergreen than the shows at that time. Again, not the digital age. You know, you're on for an hour and then you're forgotten. Right. If you Google me, 
you'll see that I, my look has changed, which is kind of fun, but we'll talk about that. But there's all kinds of images from a lot of the shows, even way back from TLC. That was the only thing that lived on was maybe a photo. And even then, you know, you really had to dig for it. So I, I was back in Orange County trying to figure out one, you know, the next show, because that was fun for me. And I thought this time I'm going to do it right if I get another show. But for now, I need to start to use the media um, to my advantage. So the local news station that we had, KDOC, called me up and said, would you be willing to come on and do some local, you know, broadcasting? And it was basically like, you know, spring trends, you know, that kind of thing, like a small little five minute blip in between stories where I would come on and do that. And they were not far from me. And they knew about me, people, because I told them I could come on and do a five minute blip on the local news. So it wasn't like they, you know, somebody caught a TLC program and they went. I actually emailed them and said, hi, I did a TLC program. I live down the street. Do you want me to come in? Right? I mean, I like put out the feelers. So fast forward, I ended up being um, a local, a regular correspondent for them. Man on the street. Because again, Cal, I knew that with a microphone in my hand and a camera that I was going to nail it. Like I knew I, I just, that's my strength. So I knew that I would be able to use that footage over and over and over again, have it, you know, increase my media exposure, all kinds of stuff. And I was going to, this time I was going to use it and capture it. And I did. So you know how you say <laughs> yes to a million things and then you have to turn around and figure out how to do it? They're like, can you edit in XYZ, you know, program? And I had, my answer was yes. And then I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> and then spent many nights in the um, newsroom learning the editing program because I had to edit my own packages, which means like every time you see somebody, you know, out on the street talking, um, you know, covering the new opening of the cookie store down the street and it's the, you know, the person with the microphone talking to everybody, they have to edit those packages themselves. Yeah. Just FYI for all you profitpreneurs out there, we don't recommend that. Yeah. <laughs> There's people you can hire to do that for you. 1000%, but I was definitely not in the position at this point, right? Not in a position to hire anybody. Like I had to learn it. I couldn't, like I'm safe. I have to be in the, in the newsroom doing my stuff, right? Cause it's me. Of course I know what this program. So yeah, it was really, really tough, but so fun. Um, so then I did that. And then in the interim, the people that produced my TLC show produced, and I hate to admit this, but it's true, Real Housewives of Orange County. So don't even pretend you out there listening that you don't watch it. I know you do. Stop. <laughs> watch stuff. I know you do. When you, just, when you just need to hear someone else have a crazy life, I know. For about five minutes, you at least know what I'm talking about. They asked me, they said, hey, do you want to go on the show? We know you're in Orange County. We produce it. We won't make you look like a fool. You can be in your own capacity. And I said, sure. So that kind of started the ball rolling as far as um, local people knowing who I was. Then from there, uh, I auditioned for another show. So two producers saw my stuff from HGTV, and I started getting HGTV shows. And I've done many, many, as you know. That's kind of how it started. It just sort of snowballed. And I was able to take those, those videos and media that I'd done locally with KDOC and put a package together to show people I can do this. And then when you, you know, so just so you guys know, Kelly then came to me and, and she said, hey, look, I've got all this media stuff going on. 
I need to really make sure that this is working for the back end of my business. And you and I did some really profound clarity work. That came right before the, the allergy that changed everything we're going to talk about in a minute. So when we did that clarity work, what did you become really, really clear about in the way that you wanted to set up a business to live life on your terms? Well, let's go back a little. So I, uh, whew, I remember listening to you um, in LA and you also are phenomenal on stage and speaking. So good. Thank you. Uh, yeah. And I, I remember some of the things that you had said, um, you know, focusing in on who you want to serve, you know, what's the purpose, like why the big why really. And then fast forward, I am sort of listening to, oh God, all of those people out there that, and you people know who I'm talking about right now that do the marketing that say, okay, all you need to do to make money in on the internet, you know, with all of your media and all your stuff is follow these six things. Right. And so I'm like, the yeah. blueprint. <laughs> God, if I hear that <laughs> one more time, I, I mean, I truly, and I was, I followed, I followed, I thought, okay, this is what I need to do. I'm going to do X, Y, Z. And, and I thought that that's what I wanted to do. And then, so then you and I went through and sort of looked at, okay, here, you know, what are the things that describe you? How do you feel? I mean, it was deep. It was really deep. And I'd never done that before, ever, ever, ever. And it was very eye-opening to have, you know, to actually take a look at what the hell do you want? What is going to make you get up every morning and go, yes, I get to do this. What is that thing? And I, we went through so deeply and I realized it was that it was, it was media for me. I wanted to still have more shows. I wanted to have my licensing deals. I, you know, yes, I can speak, but that's only because I'm, I'm used to being on stage, but do I want to be a speaker? Do I want to, you know, travel the world speaking? Probably, but not in the way and not about the topics and not about the things that I was told I should be doing. Right. And so right, because no one really asked you what you wanted to do, no. which is very common. No one said, Kelly, tell me about what it is that you no. want to do. No. They said, this is what you need to do. Follow the blueprint. Totally. 100%. And so I thought that's what I, supposed to, I was supposed to do until I worked with you. And then at, if there was a light bulb. It was like, oh my gosh, this is not authentic. Oh my gosh, this, does, this doesn't feel right at all. And then I got to my authentic self by accident. <laughs> well, it really wasn't by accident. There was a little process um, to that. There was. No, I mean, I meant the, the, the hair and changing my look. Like, yeah, so let's talk about that. Let's, okay. Because people are probably like, what the hell yeah. is the allergy they keep talking about? Yeah. Let's talk about the allergy. So you got really clear. We repositioned your, I'll just short change it. We repositioned yeah. her business and her brand to be able to create the results that were not only in alignment with what it is she, that she desired and her genius, but also strategically set her up to get exactly what she wanted quickly, which was more shows, more licensing deals, which is exactly what happened between this process and the allergy. <laughs> so funny. So the allergy. Well, I didn't know. Again, if you Google me, it'll be funny to see because people, people uh, don't believe that it was me because I look so different. But for years and years and years, I had dark hair long dark hair like my daughter's, you know, great. But I've been graying. My hair had been turning gray since high school. And there's, there's going to be, you know, 
at least 60% of the people listening going, yeah, yeah, gotcha. That's me. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm blown up. Uh, oh, no, right? <laughs> so I had been coloring my hair since high school, truly. So fast forward, every time I would go and speak, I would go anywhere, jump on, you know, go on the road, whatever, anything, media, pictures, whatever. I have to color my hair because Cal, every eight days, it looked like, you know, my hair was floating, I used to call it. <laughs> Didn't you have some like pen you used to use yes. to color the roots? Pen. Pens, sprays, you name it. <laughs> every friggin' thing I could possibly have because my roots were so light. And of course, my parents are both white. They're both silver. So it's not a big fat mystery, right? What's happening here? Like my hair was so, so white. It's funny because people thought that I did an ombre. And I was like, no, I actually put dark brown hair color on my hair and would fade <laughs> out to blonde. <laughs> It looked like it was like this, you know, crazy three-hour process. And it, Ladies, no. you know what we're talking about. <laughs> they do. They do. Like, it would fade out to this ombre blonde. And I was like, nope, that's really dark brown on my gray hair. So I started developing um, this crazy rash. Like, I thought I was going crazy. I thought, okay, what am I allergic to? Travel? <laughs> am I allergic to airplanes? Like, am I allergic to the stage? Makeup? What the hell is going on right now? Like, why do I have hives all over my head, my chest, like everywhere? Why would, why would I have hives? And I figured out with the timing of always coloring my hair that I had an allergy that I developed over all those damn years of coloring my hair, an allergy to hair color. Panic set in, Cal. Total panic. I remember sitting at my, <laughs> my kitchen table and my kids were, you know, they're older at this point. Cause uh, let's see, it's been four years since I changed my hair. And they're looking at like, mom, just let it go. You're going to look amazing. And I always fantasized because I you know there's a lot of women who come up to me and say the same thing. I wish I could. I always fantasize about cutting off my hair like pink. Like I just thought how cool when you see this woman who's got this white silver hair and short hair rocking it. I was so jealous when I would see them be like, Oh my God, I wish I could do that. Well, here it was. The girls were like, just do it, mom. You're going to look great. And I was freaking out because it's very, I mean, that's a big thing to let go of, right? Especially when you're on camera because you know, and, and also from a braiding perspective, yeah. That also means lots everything. of things need to happen. Headshots yeah. need to be changed. Oh, everything. Like, it, it is not a small no. feat to change no. your look when you no. are a media person. And we just finished doing all my stuff, Cal. Like, we, we just finished shooting our Las Vegas home makeover show. Everything. Everything. It was, not, it was good and not good. It was like it, I had to do it. And I, it was just a matter of convenience for me. I was done, you know, like, okay, I wear glasses when I look at the screen. So I'm walking around in reader glasses every day, all day. I'm like, okay, fine, forget it. I'm gonna go to Lens Crafters and actually get a pair of glasses because guess what, people, I wear glasses. Okay, fine, my hair is white, guess what? I'm just gonna cut my hair, rock the white hair and hope this all works out. Like I just was like, I gotta do me now. This is so she went from looking from, I, I, I'm just going to, I'm going to bottom line this for you guys. <laughs> One day I saw her and she looked like a typical Orange County awesome. housewife. The next time I saw her, I'm like, holy crap, it's Billy Idol. Mm -hmm. No joke. No joke. And I put it, I did the 10 year challenge. If any of you know what that is. 
kind of fun. I did it, I put it on my Instagram and I'm sure you'll have links or I'll, we'll talk about it later. Um, a side-by-side picture because I really do look so, so different. I joke that I went through witness protection program but forgot to change my name. Uh, <laughs> and but, why did this why did this change everything in your business yes because yes, i want to get to giving these guys some media tips so that's how did it. this change everything yes so i i, I want to talk about this you know on stage i'm not telling people to cut your hair off and put on the lipstick and glasses i'm that's not what i'm saying but what was so important about this lesson for me was finding something that made you stand out i didn't know that i blended so much before until everyone started coming up to me my producers my old producers oh we got to get you back on camera we've got we got a new show for you boom i'm back on hgtv are people i would be at trade shows and they would go oh my gosh you look incredible like i heard that for a solid year right oh my gosh oh my gosh for a solid year then it was we want you to do xyz so all of these feelers that I put out of the licensing deals, all of the, because I'm always saying it, right? I put it out there, I vocalize it, vocalize it, vocalize it, because it will come back. It always does in some way, shape, or form, right? So I'm putting my feelers out there. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. But all of a sudden, people were like, of course I know you. Oh, I totally remember you. Oh, absolutely. You look fantastic. Wow. This is your, this is your look. You're a rock star. That's all I heard over and over and over again. And I was like, okay, that's it. I'm going to take it. I'm going to use it. New photos, new everything, rock star look. That's how everything's going to go down here on out. And it worked. No one forgot me. No one. One yeah. of the prophetology truths that we teach is if you are not standing out, you are invisible. And yep. what Kelly is sharing for all of you is that if you are trying to copy the blueprint, if you are trying to look like everyone else in your industry, if you're trying to look like everyone else, and you're trying to follow a model of what you think people want in your industry, whether it be just in your branding and your services, or whether it be actually getting on television, blending in is a career kiss of death. Totally. And, and that, that is it. That's it in a nutshell that I don't know, you know, whatever it is, you know, I was helping some, some uh, women who they have a interior design podcast and you know, like looking at their niches and trying to figure out what was good for them. And there was one woman who just, she, by accident, she wore green a lot. Right. And I was like, that's your deal. You got, every time you speak, wear green. Every time you get on stage, wear green, you wear your green. Everybody now knows her. She comes up to me and goes, that's my thing. Everyone wears green. Now when they come, they sit in her audience, they're wearing green. I said, that's it. So you just like, whatever it is that makes sense to you and is authentic, of course, but it's going to help you stand out. It is that if I'd have known it, Cal, I would have done it years ago, years ago. This was the moment that your business, yep. when you got really clear, when you got really authentic and you, you know, we repositioned you and your, and then your brand, the allergy, you know, and your brand, when it, when you started standing out, this was the minute that she went from being successful to for lack of a better word, famous, where she became the industry leader at the top of her game. This is when the book deal started pouring in, more television shows. Licensing. Licensing, right, left, and center, being hired as a host, getting offered, <clears throat> excuse me, an art line that she literally gets paid to draw and her stuff is all over the place. It exploded in that moment because 
she aligned these things and then utilized the media to parlay that experience to then further her, her brand. Yep. That's exactly how it went. And it just blew up. So it's been, oh my gosh, four years in July since I changed my whole look and everything has happened within that period. I mean, I laid the groundwork obviously, right? I mean, you are who you are and finding out what makes you tick is a whole big, very, very, very important step. But this standing out part was, was so important. And it's obviously, again, not telling everybody to cut your hair, put on your red lipstick and glasses. That's not what we're saying, but you know, that this was huge. If, ha- if I had done it sooner, things would be different probably, you know, but who knows? It just was a good, a good, good lesson that I love to share. For those people who are like, I, I really think this is me. I think this aligns with my genius. I need to learn how to, you know, utilize and parlay the media to build my business. What are three quick tips to, for them to get started in this? Because let's just be clear, right? You know, media is not just going to fall out of the sky and contact everyone the way it did for you. So if you were not in the position you were in and you were like, I need to do media now, what are three tips that you would give people to get started in utilizing the media to promote your business? Well, the fastest thing and the easiest thing, thank God for our technology age right now, I mean, you can use your damn phone. And so I I use this as an example for me, but this is for an interior designer, right? But tailor it to whatever works for you, right? If you're talking business, if your business is about, you know, how to make cupcakes, what, I mean, whatever the business is about, start filming it start getting some images. If you don't want to be in front of the camera, don't be in front of the camera. Hire somebody who wants to be in front of the camera. But get your business out there in a media way is so easy. You can share your screen if you are a, you know, a digital genius. Like whatever it is, but start putting together because we know as marketers that the video age, digital age is very important to selling, right? I mean, if it wasn't, then we wouldn't have the Instagrams and all those things, right? We just wouldn't let's just follow what's happening. So what's happening is we are visual and we like to see things happen, no matter what your business is. So, okay, so number one, start creating expert start creating. content and seeding it on social media. Uh-huh, and you can do it with your phone. So you do not have to hire the professional people. You don't have to do that. It's a good idea if you have the means um, to, to get people behind you to help you with positioning. Um, that would be you, Kel. Um, right? <laughs> Thanks for that shameless plug. Well, it's not shameless. It's true because a lot of people go, okay, I made great videos. Now what? Right. It's, it's like, you can't just build the website and like you, if you build it, they will come. No, (laughs) no. So the second thing, the second pearl is to know your strengths. So you mentioned Bill, um, not Bill Gates. You mentioned um, Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs earlier. Well, Steve knows his strengths. I do too. So I have, I'm a great idea person. Now I have teams of people to then implement because as you know, as an innovator, it is not my strengths to follow up. I'm already on to the next six ideas. And so the follow-up part is where you have to have the team. So knowing your strengths and knowing when to have people that are really good at what they do help you. That's number two for sure. And then number three, <laughs> what about what about getting started? This is one of the things I tell my clients is getting on local media is not that challenging. They're always looking for guests. Always. Always. So if you can prepare a compelling pitch idea and just reach out. In fact, I've got a friend who every single time she travels for business, she reaches out to what all the local media, all the, the affiliate stations, you know, ABC, NBC, Fox, whatever, and she pitches them and says, Hey, I'm gonna be in town for this. 
um, I'd love to come on your show and talk about this. Right. And she pitches herself to get on the show. Right. And you also just sort of just, just give edify yourself a little bit, right? So learn that, you know, all of the channels, all of the media, right? They're basically just selling advertising. And everything in between those ads, they need help with their content, but also understand their calendars, right? So you're not going to start talking about, you know, the new trends in Christmas decor in June, okay? <laughs> so, like, use your time wisely. But usually if you have a book, if you have something that you want to share that's very timely for people, spring cleaning, people like to better themselves, like, kind of understand the calendar of media. And absolutely, and I do the same. I let everybody know, I'm coming to town. What can we do? And again, it's that vocalizing, you know, what, what it is that you want to do and being very intentional about it, but realize that there's a many, many people out there that can connect you. And being a, what many people do not know, I'm actually a former publicist. So it is very, it is, it, you do not have to have a million things. So essentially you need whoever the news editor is at the, at whatever show, right? Which is generally available online. You can go Google it and get that information off of the website. If not, okay. you can actually call and ask who is in charge of show bookings. I have a pitch I want to send to them and they will give you the name and number, yep. right? Because again, like Kelly said, they are looking for content. Okay. The second thing is you are going to pitch them a show idea. This is who I am. This is, this is why I'm an expert. This is what I would love to come on and share with your guests. And this is why it's great for you and your advertising because they don't really care about you and your business, let's be clear. No. What they really care about is, is this gonna help us sell more advertising? Right. So making sure that you understand their audience, making sure that you are giving them something that they can, you know, again, stand out. They're getting lots of these pitches, get creative. If this piece is not your bailiwick, you can hire people who do this professionally and it does not need to cost you nine arms and a leg. Mm -hmm. you, know, you can go into certain Facebook groups and they have people who do PR pitching. You can go on Upwork, which is a freelance site, and hire someone to just pitch you for local shows. Any other tips on that one, Cal? You know, Upwork is really great. Um, I've gotten some great um, CAD designers from Upwork. People that I can use to you know, further my business is not difficult at all um, using Upwork. But I have to say that I think another really important tip, because I learned this on the way and you sort of sparked it in that last comment you made, is that understanding what the other person needs is so huge, right? So is it the furniture manufacturers, for example? Like when I said I want to have my name on stuff, I had to understand what is it going to do for them? Mm -hmm. What's in it for them? right? Because you can talk all day that you're super talented. You've seen these people pitch, right? I've seen people pitch anything. I'm so good at blah, blah, blah. And um, I've been drawing my whole life and everyone says I'm really good. Great. Like, no, that is not what they need to hear. They hear that all day long. What they want to hear is I have a different angle and it can add a different voice to your company because right now you do not have this perspective that I can give you. Licensing deal with me means that you are able to go off of your normal ABC um, program and I'm gonna provide you with Z, with my name. Now you can be anything that you wanna be because my name is attached to it. Now you can explore avenues that you never thought you would or could for fear of ruining your brand because guess what? It's Kelly Ellis's vision. And then they all went, whoa, that's awesome. But do you see, I didn't just say, 
hey, you need me because I'm really good. My friends say I'm good. No. Right. Hey, I look really awesome on camera and I, I give good show. Yeah. yeah. No. no, no. You need me for this reason. And you just you got to get into the heads of what, what could you possibly provide for them? What's in it for them? Because that's the bottom line of any business, right? I love it. I love it. You guys, if you want to learn more about Kelly Ellis and uh, grab, actually, you've got a downloadable book. I do. Wrote a book, and then now you're just giving it away. I know, because I think the information is so much fun. People that have downloaded it or ordered it, they bring it to me all the time to sign, which is so much fun. But design psychology is kind of the basis for a lot of the things that I do. Um, I have a show on the design network called Design Therapy. That's also downloadable webisodes. And um, it's all based on design psychology. It's really, really fun, full of exercises, things you can do to help you understand more of the whys of design, not necessarily how to do it. It's just a blast. So yeah, go on my website and you can download it. Yep. And this, her book is called, Do I Look Skinny in This House? at <laughs> KellyEllis.com. Not to be confused with the way I spell my name. So it's K-E-L-L-I. I is in, this is the way I wanted mine to be spelled and I didn't get that. <laughs> Ellis, E-L-L-I-S.com. You can also run over to KellyO'Neill.com, click on our uh, episode, our podcast episodes, and you can go and look for the show notes. All of the tips that we told you here, plus a few other juicy resources. Kel, I want to thank you so much for being here today. It is so much fun. I'm so, thank you for being my, not only like my number one gal, but my, you know, one of my raving supporters and also just an awesome friend. I'm thrilled to have you here. Thank you for being my first guest on my podcast. I really appreciate it. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me. I would, you know, go to the moon for you. So it's been really fun. Good luck with everything, Kel. Thanks. I love you, girl. All right, you guys. Thanks so much for listening to the inaugural episode of the Profitology Podcast. Until next time, if you like this episode, please do leave us a review. Let us know what you think. And uh, we're going to be back soon with more amazing content. Everyone have a great day. I hope you liked this episode of the Profitology Podcast. If you did, please share this show with someone that you know and help spread the word to your followers on social media. Profitology is a movement, and I'm so honored to be on this journey with each and every one of you. Now, I'd love to know which of the eight types of profitpreneur that you are. You can find out in less than 10 minutes at theprofitassessment.com. Once you get your results, I'd love to hear from you. So post on social media and tag me. Until next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.